0: Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. All right, my friends, today's feast day, I said at the beginning of mass, pop quiz, today's the feast day of Our Lady of the rosary say rosary like you mean it rosary. our feast of our lady of the rosary it's one of my favorite feast days in fact anytime we have a Marian feast day that's my favorite feast day i love all of the feast days that we celebrate our blessed mother she is an amazing woman she's amazing she's amazing you're amazing okay so feast day of our lady of the rosary yesterday we prayed an all-school rosary together right we were all in here together our eighth graders you? raise your hand if you're in eighth grade They led the rosary. They did a great job. You guys did a really good job. I was very proud of you yesterday. They led the rosary. We all prayed the rosary together. It was fantastic. It was great. I loved it. Okay, so Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. Two weeks ago, when I had the school mass, I was preaching about Padre Pio. And during that homily, I was talking about the rosary, right? And I told you the story of how Padre Pio, I told you lots of stories about Padre Pio, but he referred to the rosary as his what? Who remembers? What did he call it? His what? Weapon. Weapon. His weapon. He called the rosary his weapon. The rosary, he called it his weapon. I was reading a a book recently by a priest who's an exorcist, so he deals with people who uh, are possessed by demons. We're not going to talk about that. But this priest who was talking about in this book that the demons have revealed that every time we pray a Hail Mary, it's like they're getting punched in the face. I love that. Anybody else love that? Or is that just me? I love that. Mr. C was like, yeah, I love that, right? Every time we pray a Hail Mary, it's like we're punching the devil in the face. And that is awesome. So the rosary that we prayed yesterday. So I'm telling you, the Feast of Our of the rosary, it's an awesome feast day. This thing here is a weapon. It's a spiritual weapon. But maybe when we were praying it yesterday, maybe you kind of felt like still you're feeling like, I don't know. Like, if you're just saying the same thing over and over again, like, it's kind of boring, right? Like, I, I hear you, Father Pat, you're saying it's a weapon, I hear you saying it's a big deal, but like, it just feels kind of boring, like, huh, right? I want to talk about that, because the more we learn, the more we can enter into things. Okay, so this feast day that we're celebrating, our feast, the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, I want to tell you where it comes from because the story behind this feast day is amazing. It's an amazing story. It goes all the way back several centuries. It was the year 1571. None of us were alive A long time ago. 1571. What was going on in 1571? You had this Turkish army, this Turkish Muslim fleet of warships. They were moving their way through Uh, basically coming up through Europe. They were conquering, they were destroying all sorts of Christian towns and villages, burning, killing, all sorts of awful things. So they were coming, they made their way, this massive fleet of ships, this unstoppable army, this unstoppable force, they came into what's called the Bay of Lepanto. Say Lepanto. Lepanto, the Bay of Lepanto, it's it's in Greece, so they were coming up through Greece, and the thing was, if they gained control of the Mediterranean Sea, which is a, a body of water that's kind of down by uh, think of like where Italy is, kind of down that way, if they gain control of that area, this Turkish army, these, these people who are not Christians, this Turkish army, they were going to come in, they were basically going to take over all of Europe. Like, all of present civilization. It was going to be, churches were going to be destroyed. It was basically going to be the end of Christianity. It going to be the end of Christianity. And there wasn't a lot of people to fight them. There was this small group of sailors and soldiers, this army that was t- combined between Italy and Spain. They came together to face off against this force. But the thing was, they were wildly outnumbered. So outnumbered. It seemed totally hopeless, this battle that they were going to fight and this Bay of Lepanto. So the Holy Father, the Pope, he put out this message around everywhere. He said, everyone, I need you to pray the rosary Ask Our Lady to intercede for us. We need a miracle. So everybody joined together. They grabbed their weapon and they began to pray, asking for Mary's intercession. The battle waged on. It was very fierce and no one could have ever imagined how it would have turned out that this massive Turkish Navy, hundreds of ships, so far outnumbering the Christians, was somehow defeated. Somehow they were defeated. Historians are still kind of baffled by it, but those of us who have faith, those of us who know the power of this thing, we're like, yeah, of course, it's Mary, right? We get it, right? Historians are baffled by the fact that this small little Christian fleet defeated this massive Turkish navy. So the Holy Father, the Pope, he said, he declared October 7th, he declared it as the feast day of Our Lady of Victory. Say victory. Victory. Our Lady of Victory. Victory. Mary is the one who brings us victory. Guys, in the book of Genesis, we see this this prophecy that God makes: that after Adam and Eve grasp at the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they grasp at the fruit, and immediately there's this sin and division, and they're like they're they're separated from God. But God comes in and he says to the serpent: And who is the serpent? Satan, right? The enemy, right? The serpent is Satan. He's the enemy. God says to the serpent, hey, listen, serpent, devil, Satan, enemy. There is going to come a woman who is going to crush your head with her foot. Anybody want to guess who that woman is? If you know her name, shout it out. One, two, three. Mary. 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 Guys, Mary is the one who steps on the serpent's head. The final defeat, the final victory, the defeat, the destruction of darkness, sin, death, everything comes through this woman, that she is the one that God chooses to crush his head and that humiliates him. He hates it. This little girl, this girl, this this maiden from Nazareth, 14, 15 years old, she is the one who with her, yes, she crushes his head crushes his head she is our lady of victory say victory Victory. our lady of victory that feast day our lady of victory it later got changed to our lady of the rosary which is the feast day we are celebrating what we are celebrating today is the historical fact that several centuries ago mary interceded for her children and said i also want to bring you victory i want to bring you victory Guys, when we pray the Rosary, whether we pray it by ourselves or we pray it as a school, we are, we are doing something so powerful. We are doing something so powerful, and it can feel monotonous, right? Like Hail Mary, full of grace, and but realize every time you say that, it's like you're punching the demons in the face. Think about that next time, huh? It's pretty awesome, guys. I'm telling you, this woman, this queen of ours, Mary, she is anything but boring. I know we get so used to thinking about Mary as this kind of, you know, because of the way she's depicted in art, we think like, oh, there's Mary. And she's just like, all she does is stand like this, right? Like, hello. And she talks with a British accent. I don't know, right? We think of Mary as like, as more of a statue than a person. Yes, this is, this is the most incredible woman who's ever lived There's no one who laughed harder, danced harder, no one who enjoyed life more. This was a woman so full of life, so full of love. She's described in the Bible as being clothed in the sun, right? This is a radiant woman. I want to to close with these three thoughts. That this lady, Mary, she's our mama. Say "Mama." mama. Mary's our mama. That at the foot of the cross, Jesus turned to all of humanity and He gave us the best gift that he had he looked at john the beloved disciple who represents all of us and he says i'm giving you my mother behold your son right so mary is not like this person that we have to think she's way out there no mary is like our mama she's our mother jesus gave us his mother to be our mother which means she also loves us like a mama right we all know because of our own mothers we know that there's something really different and special about how a mom loves us Right? It's very, it's very particular. It's beautiful. It's so life-giving, right? That's how Mary loves us. But the other thing, Mary fights like a mama. Right? Those of you who are moms in the church today, right? Like, there's this whole thing that we talk about, like, mama bear, right? Mama bear, right? This whole notion that if you, if you, if you mess with my kid, I am coming after you, right? Moms are coming some, some of you shaking your heads, right? Like, if you mess with my kid, I'm coming after you. Mary is this mama bear who fights for us, who defends us. So she's our mama, first of all. Mary's also, I want to, to teach you about this. Mary is the queen mother. Say queen mother. Queen mother. Queen mother. See, here's what's interesting. In the Bible, in the, in, the, in the Old Testament, we talk about the kingdom of Israel. The most powerful woman in the kingdom was not the king's wife. It wasn't the queen. It was the king's mom, so in the, in the Bible times, in Jesus' times, the woman who was the king's mom, she was referred to as the queen mother. In Hebrew, she was the Gebirah. Say Gebirah. Gebirah. She was the Gebirah, the queen mother. She was the one who basically the king listened to. Right? If the king was struggling with something, he would turn to his queen mother, his mother, and ask her for advice. What should I do? Right When everyone else came into the king's presence, everyone else knelt. But when the queen mother came in, the king knelt before her. She is the most powerful woman in the kingdom. That's who Mary is. Mary is like the one who commands the armies of heaven. She's the commander of all the angels and saints. That's who she is. She is powerful. She's the queen mother. And lastly, Mary's our model. Mary's our model. Mary shows us Oh, how we're supposed to live. She's the one who shows us how we're supposed to say yes to God, how we're supposed to cooperate with grace. She shows us that when we let God get close to us, how awesome life gets. That's what she shows us more than anything. At some point in this, this month of October when we were praying the rosary, I want to invite you guys to, at some point when you're in the church or whether you're here on the weekends, I want you to, to spend a few moments in front of This statue of Mary that's over here in this little section of the church. I know you guys can't see it, and maybe some of you can't either, but this is one of my favorite images of Mary. It's called the Madonna della Strada, the Mary of the Streets. There's something about that statue that depicts her as more of like a real person. I want to really encourage us more and more to have in our minds Mary was real, she's a real person, She's not just merely this statue. She's a real person. She's our mama. She loves like a mama. She fights like a mama. She's the queen mother. And she's our model. So let's use the rosary as often as we can to learn from her and be loved by her. Amen?